0: Erev Tov, welcome to another edition of our Wednesday night Parashat HaShavuah class where we look at the Parashah through the lens of Hasidut, through the works of Rav Elimelech Bitterman, Shlita. A lot of great stuff tonight, Bezrat Hashem, to discuss. One thing I want to talk about is this fight between Yaakov and the angel of Esav. The Torah tells us that Yaakov was left alone. And a man battled with him until the morning. That's what the Pasuk tells us. Rashi says, Who was this man that battled Yaakov? None other than Saro otherwise known as the Yetzer hara. It wasn't a person. It was a Yetzer hara battling Yaakov, which is essentially the fight that every Jew faces every day. The wrestling is called Vayavek. avek ish imo. And Rashi says in one of his explanations that Avak means dust. and refers to the dust that was raised from the ground during their, their wrestling. And this dust, this battle dust, we'll call it, rose to the throne of Akadosh Baruch the Kiseh HaKavod. And it's hinted in the word V'ye'avek. is the same gematria as Kisei Hakavod, the Holy Throne. So that's what the Baal writes. So the dust that was raised by the fight went all the way up to Hashem's throne. The battle with the Yetzir Hara, when a person battles his evil inclination, it brings Hashem immense pleasure. And that's the meaning of that the dust of the struggle goes up to Hashem's throne. Why? So Hashem can take pleasure watching how people fight with all their might to overcome the inclination. We don't often realize the specialness of our struggles. We think we would be better off if we didn't have a Yetzirah altogether. And we say to ourselves, why do we need to be tested why do we need to be tested with our eyes With our speech With our money But our struggles with these tests Are very precious to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And they go up to his throne The Sefarim compare These tests To the beauty of a king's crown The crown is made from gold It's got diamonds It's got gems But there are also places on the crown That there's nothing It's just empty space and those empty spaces actually add to the beauty of the crown. The crown wouldn't be as beautiful if they weren't there. So the spots, the empty spaces, the nimshal, is the test that we endure. They seem meaningless. They seem unimportant. They seem unwanted. But in fact, they give our Avodat Hashem much splendor. There was once a student who went, uh, who had gone off the derech. He lost his way in spirituality, and was slowly, slowly on the path to return to Teshuvah. And uh, he had a mentor who was helping him find his way. And when it came, the holiday of Shavuot, he went to his mentor he says, you know, I had a great holiday. You know, I had a lot of good tests, nisyonot. The Yetzirah told me not to stay at home. The Yetzirah told me to go to dance clubs and And bars where I would hang out and get drunk and do crazy things. Uh, But I didn't listen. I didn't listen to my inclination. Instead, I stayed home and I read a book and I read a novel. And I'm happy about that. But then he told his mentor the following. He said, but when I compare myself to other young men my age, I feel so far behind. The, you know, they had an inspirational Shavuot. They studied Torah all night long. They went to listen to Shiurim. They prayed with fervor and with concentration. After Shachrit, they danced with the Sefer Torah. Who am I to compare to them? I'm nobody. So what? So I stayed at home and I read a novel. Like, big deal. So he felt kind of down on himself. So the mentor replied, You know, in the ha HaMikdash, there were Leviim and there were Kohanim that served in the ha HaMikdash. The Leviim sang inspirational music and played all the gorgeous instruments. You know what the Kohanim did? The priests, they took the fats and the blood of the animal and they put it on the Mizbeach, on the altar. And their hands were filthy, their clothes were blood-stained. Whose service do you think was more precious to Hashem? The Torah writes, Reach nichoach. L'ashem, a pleasant scent for Hashem with regards to the korbanot, with the sacrifices that the Kohanim brought. It doesn't say reach, nichoach, a pleasant scent about the le- the music that the Leviim played. The blood, the fats, the meat of the korbanot, that brought Hashem more pleasure than the singing of the Leviim. So you tell this boy, your struggles against the Yetzirah created a better, a greater nachatruach for Hashem, then all the avodah of your peers, because you were the one who struggled to serve God. The idea here is to keep trying. The Torah writes, lo asher al Therefore, b'nei Israel cannot eat the gida nashay. one of the sinews in the body of the animal. Until this day, because because the Malach, the angel, struck Yaakov on the Gita So, this prohibition was given to us so that we will remember that the angel smote Yaakov in this battle. So, here's the question Wouldn't it be better that the Torah give us a mitzvah to remind us that Yaakov won the battle against the angel? Why do we remember specifically that Yaakov was wounded in the battle? That doesn't really make sense. Oh, for so we have a mitzvah of Gideon Hashem because the angel hit Yaakov in the thigh. Why not have a mitzvah that commemorates the fact that he won? So the Mefarshim answered this question and they say that the mitzvah teaches us that we need to expect to lose some battles against the Yetzirah. We shouldn't expect a 100% success rate. Even Yaakov Avinu was harmed when he battled the evil inclination. But even when that occurs, we should continue fighting. We can't give up. And that is considered a success in the war against the inclination. The angel of Esav changed Yaakov's name to Yisrael. For now, you're no longer to be called Yaakov, Now you're going to be called Yisrael. Why? Because you battled and you won. Yaakov is called Yisrael because Kisarita. That's Sarita Yisrael. Because he battled the Yetzara. He's not named Vatuchal. He's not named for winning. Why? Because winning isn't everything. You think, isn't winning the battle the whole thing? The answer is no. A person can't win the war against a Yetzirah on his own. It's impossible. When he wins the battle, it's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped him. Therefore, Yaakov Avinu is named Yisrael for the fact that he stood in war. Because that's the only part man can do. There was once someone owned a Sefer Torah. But he wasn't sure, he bought a Sefer Torah. He wasn't sure whether or not the person who wrote the, the Torah was a God-fearing individual. So he went to the Khatam Sofer. And the Chatham Sofer says, you want to know whether the person was God-fearing? Scroll to the end of the Sefer Torah. Look at the end of the of the scroll. If the letters in the Torah are not neat, some are larger, some are shorter, some are squibbly. Um, if, if the letters are not neat, that actually means that there was a Hachnasat Sefer Torah, a commemoration where people come together to write the final letters and not the scribes. And that's a sign that good, God-fearing people wrote it because they kept the Jewish nation's traditions and customs. If the Torah's end is written beautifully, then you maybe it wasn't written by somebody um, who was God-fearing. Why are we saying this story? When things aren't orderly, when the letters are a little bit shaky, and things aren't so beautiful, that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Because that's how Avodat Hashem appears. You win some, you lose some. If everything is smooth... Then something isn't right. That's not how Avodat Hashem usually appears. A wise person once said, when the echocardiogram registers up and down, that's a sign that the patient is alive. You know, those little machines when the person is on, he goes up and down, the heart beating. So that means a person's alive. Up and down, up and down. It isn't a good sign when the line is flat. As we know, when the line is flat, God forbid the person is no longer Uh, no longer alive. That's the idea. The Zohar tells us that every year on Yom Kippur, a great debate takes place in heaven. Hashem wants to bestow His kindness upon His people. And they are His chosen people. But the nations of the world They protest to God and they say they don't deserve it. Why are you going to bring blessing on these Jews for? Look how much they sin. Look at the troubles they cause. Look at all the averot they perform. They don't deserve it. Who wins the battle? The Zohar says that on Sukkot, we take the four minim. We take the four minim. Five days after Yom Kippur on Sukkot, we take the, the four minim, which represents the weapons. And the Zohar says, who carries the weapons? The one who won the war. And that's our testimony that we won the war and we're going to be inscribed for a good year. Mefarsim asked on this Zohar, if we won the war, then why are we still holding on to the weapons? Why are we holding to the Lulav and Etrog and the Hadassim and the Arabot? Why are we holding on if we already won the war? We should put them down. The answer is exactly like we've said. As long as we are fighting, we are the winners. This is how it is in our war against the Yetzira. Success is to stand in battle, and even if we fall, to pick ourselves up again. The Yetzehara and the challenges we uh, face are all for our benefit. We grow from them. Each challenge raises us to higher levels. This week's parasha also talks about the death of Rachel Imenu, while she was giving birth to her son, Binyamin, And the Torah writes, and it was when she was having difficulty giving birth. Vatomer laham the uh, the attendant who was attending to her, the yaledit, was t- told her, "Al don't fear, Rachel, for he, this is also going to be a boy." This was what she said. So our rabbis explained this in a very. Uh, allegorical way, and it was when she was having difficulty, when a person is having a hard time being successful in Avodat Hashem, in the service of God, you know what we tell them? Don't fear. Don't worry, because these struggles, these challenges, are going to bring you to higher levels. The Gemara says that Rabbi Akiva discovered and learn many, many halachot from each kotz va kotz, Each of the corner letters of the Sefer Torah. Sometimes the letters are written with little corners sticking out of them. He goes, from that alone Rabbi Akiva learned hundreds and hundreds of laws. Some rabbis want to say, what does this mean? That from every hardship in life, because kotz also means a thorn and a thistle. From every thorn and thistle, the hardships and the suffering, Rabbi Akiva attained higher levels and he was able to teach. Many halachot in Torah. There was once a wealthy man who watched soldiers training on an obstacle course. And they had to jump over pits. They had to jump over uh, very, very tall structures. They had to crawl under barbed wire. They had to swing over a pond. The wealthy man looked at this. He went to the commander who was training them. And he says, listen, I got a lot of money over here. I want to make life easier for these soldiers. I want to hire workers to fill up these pits, to drain the pond, remove the barbed wire, etc., and I want him to pass through the field easily. And the general replied, if you're so generous with your money, maybe you'll just pay the debts that incurred to build these obstacles. The commander explained to the the man that the obstacles help with the soldiers train, because that's how we train them to fight in a war, in all situations, under all circumstances. Similarly, us, people find many, many hardships in their attempt to do avodat Hashem. It's planned that way, so that they can reach the fullest potential. The Gemara tells us in Masechet Kiddushin that Rav Amram once had a great test and he overcame the Yetzehara. The Gemara says that when the Yetzirah left him, Rav Amram said, Chazi de'at nura ve'ana bishra ve'ana adifna minach. He told the Yetzehara, You are fire. I am flesh and I am greater than you. But maybe what Rav Amram was trying to say was, Ana Adifa, I am better, I reach my levels, minach, because of you. Because of the obstacles and challenges that you place in my path, that's what made me reach very high levels. You know, there was a man who had to walk an hour each day according to doctor's orders. So instead of driving to pray, to the yeshiva, he would walk half an hour to the yeshiva, and after he finished praying, he would walk another half an hour back home. And that's how he got his one hour of walking exercise every day. And friends from the shul would stop to offer him a ride, come into the car, I'll drive you to the shul, so on and so forth, but he turned him down because he needs to walk. What's a nimshal? The hardships we go through in life aren't superfluous, they're not extra, we need them. There's a purpose. And through them, we reach higher levels. The Khatam Sofer says that in a way, angels are greater than human beings because they are pure and holy creations. They are entirely detached from this, from this world. But in a way, people are greater because whatever holiness and purity they attain is accomplished through their own free will. Yaakov Avinu however, was greater than all people and all malachim and all angels. Because Yaakov Avinu was holy just like a malach and he reached that level with his free will. And the Khatam Sofer says, this is the meaning of Kisarita Im because you fought with the angels and with men and you won. You are greater than the angels and greater than man because A, you became holy, pure, completely holy, and vatuchal because you have free will to do otherwise. And you chose the holy path. You achieved those high levels with your own choices. And this is the reason why he's called Yisrael. He is Asar. He is an officer. He is higher than angels, higher than man. Yisrael, sar El. So what are some ways that we can overcome the Yetzirah? something we battle with every single day. So the first step is try. Just try. Because when you try, Hashem will help you. The Katsuka Rabbi famously says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings a neshama to this world, <clears throat> Hashem sends it down a very long ladder. And this ladder extends from heaven down to earth. And after the neshama reaches earth, What does God do? He takes a ladder away. No more ladder. And he tells the neshama, now your job is to climb up back here on your own. And how can he climb up without a ladder? How can he reach back to heaven without a ladder? So, some neshamot they give up. They give up right away. And some neshamot jump up to reach heaven. But then they fall back down. And then they give up. And some jump up again and again until HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Rachmanut, he has mercy on them, and he brings them up to heaven. Because when a person tries, Hashem will help him. It's another piece of advice that we can give to overcome the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah doesn't like it when people serve Hashem and then tries with all his might uh, to prevent it. However, if people show the Yetzirah that what they're about to do is for the inclinations benefit, Yetzirah won't try to stop them. So here's an example. You got to wake up in the morning. No one likes waking up in the morning. I want to stay in bed. It's cold outside. I like my blankets. I'm very comfy. I don't want to get on with my day. I don't. I just want a few more... First, five more minutes. Five more minutes, mom. That's all I need is five more minutes. So Yetzirah isn't happy with you on way. So that's what he tells you to do. Just go back to sleep. It's cold outside. What's the rush to wake up early? So now... If you sing to yourself, but I have to go pray, there's a good chance you're going to lose. Because again, the Yetzirah will try whatever it can. But, what should you respond? Say, I'm going to get up to drink a coffee. I want to drink a coffee. I want to have a bowl of cereal. See, the Yetzirah doesn't mind people drinking coffee. It doesn't mind if people need to eat cereal. He'll He'll let you get out of bed to drink your coffee. But now that you're awake you're drinking your coffee, now you can get ready to go to shul, now you can sit down and study, your dafyomi or whatever it is that you're learning. The Kedushat Levi says that this lesson is actually hinted in this week's parasha, in the words, Kashecha esav ve'amarta mincha hi That Yaakov Avinu says to the angels that he sends, when you meet Esav my brother, I want you to tell him that I have a present for him. I'm sending him a present. When the, Esav is the Yetzirah. When you meet the Yetzirah, when the Yetzirah meets you and he wants to prevent you from serving God, tell him that this is a gift from the Yetzirah. I have a mincha for him. I have a present for him. Tell him I have a cup of coffee for him. Tell him I have a bowl of cereal. Tell the Yetzirah that it's also for his benefit. And then he's going to leave you alone. When we learn about Yosef Hatzadik and he's being enticed, urged by the wife of Potiphar to commit a sin, the Pasuk writes, and he refused. And the the siman, the ta'am, cantillation mark on the word is a shalshelet. It looks like a chain, three times. And that implies that when a person has a very, very strong test that the Yetzarah is trying to get him to succumb to, he should shout out three times a big segula. No, no, no. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. Three times, specifically three times. And he's going to be rescued. He'll be rescued from the Yesara. One of the last things that we could use as a piece of advice <clears throat> is reciting Te'ilim. Te'ilim is a book that most people are unaware of of the immense segula that it carries for all types of things, protection, sustenance, uh, health, uh, salvation, you name it, the book of Tehillim has. And every chapter really has its own special segula to help you get through the difficult parts in your life. But when it comes specifically to overcoming the hara, there's one chapter that our rabbis tell us is extremely holy and contains so many potent messages in it and secrets to help us overcome the yetzera The chapter is chapter 119, which also happens to be the longest chapter. It's the longest chapter in the book of Talim. This chapter, Kuf Yutet, helps to remove the klipot, the klipot are the evil shells that protect the good and the yetzara. One of the um, uh, pesukim in Sefer Devarim writes, lahadof et kol oyevecha mipanecha, which is in reference to casting away one's enemies. I want to throw away my enemies. I want to get rid of them. lahadof et kol oyevecha mipanecha. The word lahadof, which is a very strange word, Lahadof, the gematria to the word lahadof is 119. Hinting to chapter 119, Kufitet. You want to get rid of your enemy? You want to get rid of the ara that is killing you, that is making your life miserable? Read lahadof. Read 119. Not only that, Alef Taf, Alef Taf, the first and last letter of the Aleph Bet, is Rashet Tevot, is an acronym for Timanya Apeh. Timanya Apeh is eight phases, which is also a different word for chapter 9, 119, because chapter 119 is called Timanya Apeh because it has eight pesukim for each letter. Timanya in Aramaic is eight. So there's eight verses for every letter of the Pet. When one says this chapter often, it results in lahadof et kol oyevecha, that the enemies that are within us, the klipot, the evil shells, the yetzara, they're broken and they're removed and we get rid of them. We can even take this one step further and say that reciting this chapter can also help us remove the reshaim, the wicked people from among us. Not only do we have a spiritual enemy such as the yetzara, that little voice in our head, but sometimes we even have Enemies of flesh and blood, people that want to harm us may not. Doesn't have to be physical harm. It could be emotional harm. It could be mental harm um, that uh, uh, that really, really get to us. People that want just want to see us fail. These are evil, evil people that we need to get rid of. And this chapter also has the ability to remove those external reshaim, the reshaim of the world, who want to oppress the Jewish nation. Who bully the Jewish nation, who subjugate the Jewish nation. The Imre Noam says that Yaakov Avinu said this chapter, 119, to protect himself and his family from Isav. And what's his proof? The Pasuk says, Vaishlach Yaakov Malachim Lefanav. And Yaakov sent angels, Lefanav. Lefanav is Gematria 176. And there are 176 Pesukim, 176 verses, in chapter 119 of Te'ilim. Not coincidentally, the first pasuk of chapter 119 begins with the words, "Ashre temime darech betorat Hashem. Praiseworthy are those who are tam, who are innocent, who are pure on the road. Who in Tanakh is called Tam? Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu ve Yaakov ish Tam, Ohalim. Yaakov is a person who is pure. And that's, that. that's, Mamash Yaakov sitting in the tents, learning Torah. So, Ashret Temimei Darech. the first Pasuk of 119, he speaks about Yaakov. And by the battle, when he's fighting that Yetzer hara, and he's fighting the angel of Esav. What does the pasuk say? Vayavek ish imo. the word that we started the shiur with, is also Gematria 119. And these hint that Yaakov said to this chapter to subjugate Esav, to subjugate the Yetzer the Hara, and all the forces, not only the, 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 the physical force of his brother, of the enemies of the Jews, but even the the spiritual forces. There's so much we have to worry about in life. Um, Concerns, our anxieties, our worries, our jobs, our families, our friends, our community, things are just constantly uh, around us that that make us think. The Yetzirah is probably the worst of them all because it's something that we don't always feel, but it's constantly there. And it's always there in the moments when we are most vulnerable. In the moments when we feel we should be doing more. And that's when it attacks. There is nobody on their own that can defeat the Yetzirah. It's impossible. You need God's help, like we said. And we understand that. And because of that, we always look up to HaKadosh Baruch and we pray, Hashem, remove this enemy from, from me. I don't need this anymore. Uh, whatever you want me to do, do. I'm going to try. I'm going to jump. You removed the ladder from me. You brought my neshama down here and you removed the ladder and I'm going to jump and jump and jump again and again and again until I reach Shammayim. And if and if, if that's difficult, then I'm going to open up a book and I'm going to read Te'ilim. Again, it doesn't have to be 119. Any chapter is good. But 119 has that special segula, the special segula to, uh, to help us overcome... All what he's trying to do to us. This is our lesson for today. To do whatever we can. To fight this yetzer. To keep trying. To say no. I don't want to. I don't want to. Just like Yosef said in Bezvat Hashem. Through that will be zocheh. To wonderful, wonderful things. be To overcome once and for all. This yetzer hara. This esav that is. Trying to attack us and wrestle us to the ground, but we will win. Kisarita imelokin batuhal. You fought, and you won, but you're rewarded because you keep on fighting. That is the key, and that is the zechut that carry that we carry with us. Have a wonderful night, everybody.